right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. Hey, she's a um, Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who is this lady on the internet, oh, thank you, I'm God's Child, 1983. Uh, if you're wondering who this lady is on the internet, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting, LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your uh, articles of incorporation with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contracts ready for your clients and business partners, basic brand protection strategies, operating agreements, non-disclosure agreements, hiring policies, all of those found to make your business a real business, to set it on solid ground. I help you do all of those things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship. Hey, A.P. Jackson, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Miss Winnie said amen. Um... Yes. So uh, not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have great business ideas. And if you are going to make it in business, there are concepts that you just need to know. There's no way around it, okay? So that is why I am here. If you would like to work with me so we can get your business on solid ground, if you're in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to give you some tips, I want you to go to linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram. It's all over my page on Facebook. There you're going to be able to set up a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. You will also be able to download the free BizLaunch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. As well, if you are past that initial, initial stage and you're kind of, you know, putting, laying down the bricks for that business, you're going to want to pick up Business Startup Basics. It is my four-video, three-ebook series that basically teaches you how to run a business and then how to set it up properly. All right, and it's only $59. Usually, uh, something like that, someone's going to charge you several hundred dollars, but I feel like these are concepts that we need to know. You know, we are a country that claims that small business is the backbone of our economy, yet we don't teach people how to start businesses. So that is why I created Business Startup Basics, okay? All right, that's enough about me. Let's get to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Ms. Whitney. Uh, the way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories that you guys send me, stories that I find on sites, and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners. Hello, Open Arms Cleaning. Uh, and we discuss them. This is a time for us to talk to each other. Don't be afraid to drop questions and comments in the boxes as long as they are respectful and they're on topic, okay? There are no stupid questions. We are here to learn, so don't feel like, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I, if you don't understand, tell me so I can explain to you. That's why I do this Monday through Thursday, all right? Okay, so we are going to get started, all right? Um, do I have any great Gatsby fans watching? If you have, if you ever read The Great Gatsby or if you liked the movie Great Gatsby, watched the movie Great Gatsby, please give me a GG in the comments. I had to read Great Gatsby in high school, um... I didn't particularly care for the story. It, it wasn't my thing, but I did read it. So, but if we have any anybody who has read The Great Gatsby or has seen the movie, please give me a GG in the comments. 
excuse me, my throat is dry today. Now, uh, as you can see, the the title of today's um, uh, of today's episode is the Great Gatsby Part Two. So, a while ago, hello seventy six Grimke. Oh, thank you. A while ago, I, I told you guys. Oh, V. Hey, V. Uh, you were forced to read it. Girl, me too. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. Um, I told you guys that the copyrights for The Great Gatsby were, uh, were, were about to expire. So when you have a copyright, it protects your work for the life of the creator plus 70 years. So let's say I write a book and I publish it in 2020, right? And I live for another hundred years. So I don't die till 2120. So my copyrights are valid for that hundred years plus an extra 70 years after I die. So my, my copyright doesn't expire in 2120 when I die. It expires in 2190 when I die because it's my lifetime plus 70 years. So the Great Gatsby, basically, their copyright is up the, uh, because it has been a long time since it's been published. The author has been dead for a long time. And people are waiting, are wasting no time to capitalize on the Great Gatsby story. So much so that there is a prequel book that is coming out just days after the Great Gatsby copyright expires. Um, it is going to be telling the story of Nick Carraway, who was the gentleman who, you know, he met the Great Gatsby, and he was kind of, you know, the the um, our eyes in the world of the Great Gatsby. So, what was that noise? Um, we don't know what the title of this uh, prequel is going to be, but how many of you, um, please give me, uh, if you are interested in this Great Gatsby prequel, give me a one. If you don't really care, give me a two. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm in the two crowd because I didn't really care for the book when I read it. I didn't watch the movie, but it is an American classic. And there are a lot of people who like the book. There were, when the movie came out, there were so many parties that were, that had great Gatsby themed. So I'm sure that there is going to be, you know, a great fan base for this prequel. V-Tran is in the two crowd with me, open arms cleaning. Apparently we do not care about this great Gatsby prequel. And that's okay. Everything ain't for everybody. AP Jackson gave me a two too. All right. And that's cool. The great Gatsby isn't our thing, but we will respect it as an American classic. Good luck to whoever is writing this prequel. I hope that it is successful. I got a two from 76 Grimkay too. <laughs> um, you know, I, I hope they do well because that is a big endeavor to try and fill those shoes of an American classic and try and create a prequel. That's very brave of that author. So we at least have to give it up to them for that. Okay. That's like, that's like trying to, Remix Whitney Houston songs, in my opinion. Whitney had a very signature voice, and I feel like anybody who tries to redo her music, like you just you just asking for problems. But I will always, you know, respect you for trying. Okay. But yeah, so if you guys are interested, if you need a new audio book, maybe, you know, download the, the prequel whenever it comes out. Okay, moving on to our next story. Um 
Does any is anybody here a fan of watching spelling bees? Spelling bees. If you are a spelling bee fan, um, give me a bee emoji. I used to be really good at spelling bees. I'm a I'm a good speller. Um, and you know, in grade school, I used to love the, the spelling bee contest. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Obezy. Um, any spelling bee fans here? Y'all don't watch it when it come on ESPN. They have the kids and stuff. That's okay. Um, even if you're not a spelling bee fan, okay, V-Tran likes spelling bees. Has anybody seen the spelling bee documentary called Spellbound? It, uh, yes. The, has anybody seen the spelling bee documentary Spellbound? If you have, just give me a yes in the comments, okay? Um, if you have seen the spelling bee documentary called Spellbound. I have not seen it, um, but uh, there is a little bit of a kerfuffle uh, involving this documentary. So um, we all know that streaming services, they are coming out every day. As a matter of fact, hey, Benevolent Builder, as a matter of fact, just yesterday, um, NBC released their new streaming app, right? Um, but some of the major ones that we have, you know, and, and these streaming apps, they're always looking for content, always looking for content, right? Um, one of these streaming apps that's very popular is Amazon Prime. Uh, and Amazon Prime is being sued by a film distribution company called Zealous Film Holding Company. Um, so Zealous Film, um, oh, you do? Okay, okay, V. Uh, so Zealous Film, somehow they obtained the rights to this documentary film called Spellbound in 2015. Now, the way that you can obtain rights to, to something is, you know, someone can sell it to you, you can inherit it. Maybe there was a merger of two businesses. Maybe they purchased a business and bought the rights with it. Either way, this company was able to acquire the rights to the documentary for Spellbound, right? Um, now, uh, they got these rights in 2017. From July 2017 to about February 2019, Amazon Prime had Spellbound in its queue of movies for their subscribers to stream, but they did it without the permission of Zealous Film Holding Company. So for almost, so for about two and a half years, Amazon Prime had a documentary on there that they basically didn't have the rights to uh, to to give to their subscribers, right? Um, so Zealous Film, when they thought, figured out what was happening over at Amazon Prime, they sent them a notification. They were like, hey, girl, you're taking our property and showing it to people you didn't ask us. And um, Amazon took it down immediately, right? But... Zealous Film Holding Company, they are suing Amazon Prime for copyright infringement. They're saying that Amazon Prime, hey, Nessie time, they're saying that Amazon Prime did this willfully. They knew that they didn't have the rights to this film, and they did it anyway. So now they are suing for damages, punitive, compensatory, profits, all of that stuff, right? So my question to you, my distinguished audience do you think that Amazon Prime did this on purpose, that they purposely put this uh, documentary, uh, you know, it, amongst their 
films for their subscribers and knew that they didn't have the rights to this. Now remember, Zealous Film, they did not originally have the copyrights to this documentary, right? They acquired it in 2015. They either bought it or inherited it. However they got it, they were not the original owners of the copyright. V-Tran said yes. She thinks that Amazon Prime totally did it on purpose. I th- So I'm not saying that they didn't do it on purpose. However, there can be lag times in, you know, and, and um, missing information. Maybe Amazon Prime had to deal with the previous copyright owners and put it on there. Or may, I don't know, you know. I'm just trying to think of possibilities. Now, it's a long shot because we know Amazon Prime, they are this huge conglomerate. They have the means to go and do their due diligence and make sure they have the appropriate copyrights. But V is obviously, she thinks Amazon Prime did this on purpose. How many of you guys think that Amazon Prime put Spellbound in their queue of movies and, you know, just didn't care that they didn't have the copyright? Um... AP Jackson said, no, did Amazon get permission from the previous owners? We don't know because we don't know who the previous owners were. The article that I read did not say who the previous owners were. All it said was that Zealous Film Holding Company got the rights to Spellbound uh, in 2015. They They were successors. So someone basically, you know, left them the rights to this documentary film, right? So I don't, I don't know, or we, we don't know as of right now who the previous copyright holders were. So we have two, two differing opinions here. VTran thinks that Amazon Prime totally did it on purpose. AP Jackson thinks maybe Amazon Prime got permission from the previous owners. Either way, this is going to have to be proven. Zealous Film is going to have to prove that there was willful copyright infringement. Hi, Rael Hotep by um by amazon prime right now this is different from trademark infringement because remember we we have established as of as of late the court has said that you don't need to establish willfulness in trademark infringement for there to be punitive damages but there has not been that for copyright infringement and i know that sounds like a lot of legal jargon but basically they're saying um so zealous film wants Amazon Prime to be punished. They want the court to fine Amazon a lot of money because they they streamed the movie on purpose without permission, right? Now, if this was trademark infringement, trademark infringement does not require you to be willful. It doesn't require you to do it on purpose to be punished with fines. It just requires you to do it. However, you don't have that same level with copyright infringement. For the copyright infringement, there's still, if you want somebody to be punished, like punitive damages, you still have to prove that they totally did this on purpose. So Zealous Film is going to have to show that Amazon Prime was streaming this movie and knew they didn't have permission and did it anyway on purpose, okay? Um, so we're going to have to wait and see what, what the results for that are. Um, but I, I feel like Amazon Prime is just gonna, like, settle with Zealous Film, throw them a couple hundred thousand and call it a day. Because they got the money. Nobody wants to be in court. What do you guys think? What do you, what do you think is going to happen between Zealous Film and Amazon Prime? Do you think there's gonna be a settlement, or do you think that Zealous Film is gonna try and take this all the way to the end of this trial? What do you guys think? 
What y'all think? What y'all think? Mm-hmm. What y'all think? I'm going to give you like 10 more seconds because we have, um, actually, you know, we'll go a little extra tonight because I did miss Tuesday and I want to get through these stories today. Okay. Oh, v, v said settlement for sure. Obizi said settlement. Nessie Time said settle. AP Jackson said settlement. 76 Grim. Oh, everybody said settlement. Okay. So I'm sure that there will be an update. Um, Matthew V said, if they have the money, take them to court. Well, Zealous Film and Amazon Prime, I doubt that Zealous Film has the assets that Amazon Prime has. So there's probably, I, I agree with the majority of the people here. I think that there's going to be a settlement, okay? So we will just have to wait and see, all right? So moving on to, uh, before we move on to our next story, I want to remind people who may have come in a little late, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you want to catch up on any of the back episodes, please go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm so that you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast where you can either watch or listen to all of the shows. I have hundreds of videos on YouTube, tons of them on, on uh, the podcast. Go get your life. All right. Okay. Moving on to our next story. Um, how many of you guys like, like watching reaction videos on YouTube? Um, I actually like watching them for reality shows, so I don't like watching reality TV, but I like watching re reaction videos to reality TV. There's this one YouTuber who I like, her name is, is Cat Baby, and she was giving reaction videos to, um, Jocelyn Hernandez Cabaret, and it was the funniest thing ever. Matthew V likes reaction videos, right? Now... Usually when you have these reaction videos when, for TV shows, they show clips of the show, you know, so that, so that you know what they're talking about, right? Um, and I remember this YouTuber, it's Cat Baby, there was, uh, when she was reviewing Jocelyn's Cabaret, she was, she kept showing how she was getting, you know, notices from the Zeus Network. You don't like a 76 Grimpay? She was saying how she was get, she would show how she would get notices from the Zeus network that you know she was showing too much content because remember these shows are copyrighted, right? But it was also giving them exposure so they allowed her to um to do these reaction videos cuz Zeus was just starting up, they needed viewership, so you know whatever they could do. Um well, there are there are reaction videos for tons of things over the internet. If there's anything out there in the world media related, there are reaction videos to it. Um, but there is always an issue of copyright if you are going to use that content in your reaction video. And CBS, the network, they are using their copyrights to shut down any negative reaction videos to new content that they're putting out. So, um, is anybody subscribed to the CBS streaming app? If anybody is subscribed to the CBS streaming app, please put CBS in the comments. And CBS, uh, they have their streaming app. It's, it's, it's largely hinging on the Star Trek franchise. And I am a big Star Trek fan, but that was not enough to get me to subscribe to CBS. Um, I just don't think they have enough content to, to justify me you know, getting, um, another streaming app. Okay. So nobody here is subscribed to CBS. That's cool. I'm not either. Anyway, 
Um, CBS has been putting out a lot of content on this app, including an animated Star Trek series called Lower Decks. Now, um, CBS has had, AP Jackson said CBS has had issues. Who hasn't had issues when it comes to TV? Um, now, has anybody heard of this animated Star Trek series called Lower Decks? I'm a Star Trek fanatic, and I only just heard about this today, okay? So, um, anyway, so apparently people were trying to give their reactions on YouTube about this new animated Star Trek series, um, and CBS has been using their copyrights to get these videos blocked on YouTube because they don't watch, they don't want negative reactions. Their streaming isn't good, AP Jackson. I, I, and I, I don't blame you because the fact is when CBS came out, the only show that I even thought about watching was the one, the Star Trek that had the girl from Walking Dead on it and maybe Picard. That was about it, right? Anyway. The power of copyrights is so great that CBS is able to use their copyrights to shut down negative reactions to the content that they are putting out. This is the power of owning your intellectual property. If you have enough power, if you have enough intellectual property, you can actually stifle people's opinions, all right? Um, Now, this isn't necessarily the best use of copyrights, but it is a very, um, it is a great example of how having your intellectual property in order gives you a lot of power. Having your intellectual property in order can get you to can get people to shut up very quickly because CBS is able to block the content um, because when you're giving your reaction videos, you have to show a clip. So CBS is like, nope, nope, nope. This is our stuff. You can't talk about it. Period. Um, but yeah. So I only wanted to bring that up to you to to show you the power of copyrights and how you can use it to, you know, affect, to affect other people because people make money from these reaction videos. They're like YouTubers. This is their livelihood. So if you can't get these videos shown, you're not getting your money, right? So CBS might be stopping some people's money. Uh, that being said, CBS, if your show is bad, like it's bad, like you can't really prevent people from saying that your show is bad. And if you have to use censorship to get people to stop, you know, trash talking your content, maybe you should just come up with new content. Anyway, but that's just me. Anyway, moving on. Um, oh, you know, what? I want to talk about this story before we go on to the last two, because I want to make sure we have enough time for it. Okay. Do we have any Migos fans in the house? Any Migos fans? If you are a Migos fan, please type bad and bougie in the comments. If you like the Migos, type bad and bougie in the comments. Raindrops. Drop top. <laughs> Sorry. Don't mind me. Um, I used to hate on the Migos when they first came out. I was like, what is this? But look, them boys are talented, okay? They get me moving. If you're a Migos fan, I want to see Bad and Bougie in the comments. And don't act like I'm the only one, okay? I know that y'all listen to it, either in your headphones or in the car or somewhere. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, y'all really going to act like I'm the only Migos fan out, out here? Okay, that's fine. Okay. Anyway, 
getting back to what I was saying, since y'all y'all are more sophisticated than me, uh, I love the Migos, right? They're great entertainers. The thing is, entertainers usually aren't great about um, checking their paperwork. Oh, Obesi said, where's Joe Budden to check them? Joe Budden gets no love around here, Obesi, okay? No, Joe Budden beats women. Um, <laughs> anyway. Migos, they are suing uh, their former attorney. They are saying that there was, yes, the music is popping, V. I love them. Um, they are suing their former attorney uh, because he was not working in their best interest. So if you did not know, and I just found this out today. So the Migos had been signed to uh, a, a label, 300 Entertainment. Um, they were approached by quality control music. Yeah. Um, they were approached by quality control music who sent them, who, you know, they introduced them to this attorney who got them out of their deal with 300 entertainment and got them to sign with quality control music. What they failed to tell the Migos was that this attorney was the attorney for quality control music. So imagine this, um, it's like, it's like, um, I can't think of, 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 of an analogy of it, but basically there was a conflict of interest here. The attorney for the team. Okay. So it's like, if, if you're on a basketball team and this other team wants you and, um, they, they, there's like an agent and there's an agent there talking in your ear saying, oh yeah, you should go over to this team. But the agent doesn't tell you that they are in the pocket of that new team that wants you. Right? So this is the same thing that happened with the Migos. Quality control never told Migos that this attorney worked for them, nor did the attorney disclose to the Migos that he worked for quality control, right? Yes, conflict of interest. Absolutely, Matthew V, right? And now Migos is saying that because of this attorney, this attorney has swindled them out, out of millions of dollars because he did not disclose his status with quality control music, nor did he disclose the fact that quality control has a distribution deal with Capitol Records and they can release Migos' music through them and get all of this extra money. So apparently quality control music has been making all this extra side money and never told the Migos. So the Migos are now suing the attorney who got them to sign with quality control music because they're saying, look, because of this guy, he got us in this bad deal and now we're missing out on millions of dollars. Why am I bringing this up? Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know what's going on with your money. You need to know who is behind. You need to ask questions. If the if the team that wants you sends you somebody to try and help you out, you need to go find your own person because they're going to find you a person who is on their side. You need an impartial party. Now, amigos, I know they are not necessarily well-versed in the music industry, but the best course of action for them would have been to have found an independent entertainment lawyer who only had their interests at hand who could guide them through this process of whether they should leave their old label and go to this new label. Now they're having to go back and comb through records and figure out how much money did I lose? And they're wondering, you know, 
this this could this could go on for years. This is very entangled. It's very messy. Now, what lesson do we take from this as business owners? Now, some of you, as you grow, you're going to be approached by bigger businesses who, you know, want to partner with you or outright want to buy you. And they're going to send you people. They're going to, you know, talk to our lawyers that, you know, we can, you know, we can read through this and, and they can help you understand what's going on. You can talk to their lawyers, but make sure you have your own as well, because their lawyer is just that their lawyer. They have their interests at heart and they want you to sign. So they're going to say whatever it takes to get you to sign. You need your own independent counsel. Okay. Um, V Tran said, right. This is the problem. One of them. Absolutely. So now, and not to say the Migos are broke. Uh, I doubt they're broke. Uh, at least they don't show like they broke. All they do is show that jewelry and, and money on the internet, but they could have had more, right? So now um, they have to spend more money getting other attorneys to fix this mess where if in the beginning they had had independent counsel, they wouldn't have had to go to um, go through these methods. It is always more expensive to go back and fix the mistake than to do it right the first time, okay? So the Migos, that is, this is just a cautionary tale. When you are looking for legal um, counsel, you need someone who is on your side and your side alone. And you need to ask the questions uh, as to, you know, do they have any relationships with the people involved so you know if there is any conflict of interest. If there is a conflict of interest, run, okay? But yes, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about for the Migos. Um, we usually don't talk about conflict of interest, but that is something that's going to come up because you're, yes, businesses are always, you know, being approached. People want to partner with you. People want to buy you out and you need to know, you know, who's on your side and who is not. And the best way to know who was on your side is for you to hire them yourselves and not rely on that other side to provide you with your counsel. All right. Okay. Who? <sighs> Excuse me. Let me get a sip of water. I'm thirsty after all that. All right, um, so we are moving on to our last two tidbits of the evening. Um, to my friends who may, who, who, yes, to, um, to those who may be watching later, it's NPL Legal Dish, uh, hosted by Natalie Pierre-Lewis, myself. I am a business formation attorney, have been one for 14 years in counseling. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend in your ear to help you, you know, pick pick the right business structure, get your EIN number, get those contracts ready, make sure that you have your operating agreement, basic brand protection strategy, I'm your girl. Go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and set up your appointment today, okay? Moving on to our last two little tidbits. Um, so, is anybody, does anybody here bank with either SunTrust or BB&T? SunTrust or BB&T. If you bank with either SunTrust or BB&T, give me a money bag, some type of money emoji, okay? Um, I myself, I have a SunTrust account. I have had it since I moved to this area, right? Um, and if you didn't know, SunTrust Bank and BB&T Bank, they have merged and they are, um, no, okay, and they are, they are now becoming Truist Bank. As a matter of fact, whenever I call my bank, um, you know, and it's the customer service line, they're like, welcome to SunTrust Bank, now Truist Bank, blah, 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 okay? So they're going ahead with this name, Truist Bank. 
Now, if you have been watching this show um, for a while, you know that Truist, uh, uh, now Truist Bank, they have been in a legal battle with another bank called Trulian, T-R-U-L-I-A-N-T. Why? Both of these banks, Truist Bank, which is a combination of SunTrust and BB&T, and Truliant, they are both based in North Carolina. Truliant is older than Truist, obviously, because Truist just came around, and they basically went to the, um, filed a trademark infringement suit against Truist Bank, saying that this is going to cause confusion. We're both in the North Carolina area. We're both doing banking. This is going to cause a lot of problems. Matthew V said direct competition. Absolutely, that's what Trulian's argument is. They're like, the fact that we both have true in the front of our names is going to cause a problem. Um, and when the thing is, there are tons of institutions out here that have that prefix T-R-U in the front. And that was Truist's argument to Trulian's. Well, apparently they have, um, you know, come to some kind of compromise because there has been a settlement between Truist Bank and Truliant. They're both going to coexist. We don't know the um, what happened, how they settled. We don't know the terms of the settlement. All we know is that they settled. So, why... I want to know from you guys, what do you think the settlement came to? How do you think they settled this? Do you think that it was somebody paid somebody? Do you think they were just like, look, there's too many trues out here. Let's just drop this and, you know, may the best bank win. What do you think were the terms of this settlement? Because we don't have any clues. We don't have any, any idea. Excuse me, my throat is so dry today. Why do you think Truliant and Truist have put their, you know, problems aside and they're like, look, we're just going to be out here banking? <clears throat> Any ideas? For me, I just think it's because there are so many institutions out here that already have that prefix true. Um, and uh, AP Jackson said future merger. Ooh, nice forward thinking. You know what? You know what? You know what? You might be on to something. Okay. Future merger. Maybe they're like, you know what? We might be able to join forces. Banks join all the time. Any other, any other, you know, um, ideas of what may have happened? I think that it was a matter, it, it was a combination of, look, you know, we can join forces in some respects. But also a thing of there's too many institutions out here that have true in the first name. You can't you can't call it for yourself. You know I think they just came to to um to a head. It it was probably costing both sides a lot of money. Hello Joanne. Um, y'all. Uh, so they uh so they may have just decided you know let's just come to a truce. Um, but yeah. But Truist and Truliant have dropped their uh, have dropped their suit against each other, and they are going forward. So you know, I guess I'm gonna get my new bank card soon. Um, yeah, my sister just came on. Uh, for those of you looking for new spice companies because Goya lost their minds, my sister has her own uh, custom spice company called Of the Season Spices. Um, go check her out, ofthesseasonspices.com. Um, 
I did not talk about Nick Cannon. I'm I I am not well versed on that story, so I am going to uh, read up on it this weekend and talk about it on Monday. I don't like to talk about topics unless I have really researched them. But I'm definitely talking about Nick Cannon on Monday. Um, but yeah, but moving on to our last story of the evening. Do we have any Penn State fans in the house? Penn State. Penn State. If we have any Penn State fans in the house, please give me a lion emoji because their mascot is a Nittany lion. If we have any Penn State, uh fans here, please give me a lion emoji as their mascot is a Nittany lion. <laughs> you gonna boo Penn State, Joey? I love Sasha. Um, AP Jackson said, uh, never heard of Trulian and I resided there five years and was in banking 13 and a half years. Really? Okay. v said, yeah, she's heard of Penn State. Oh, Joey... My sister is a Buckeye, <laughs> so she is not down with Penn State. V-Tran gave me the Lions. Okay. All right. So apparently the unofficial uh, phrase for Penn State for the longest time has been, we are Penn State, right? Um, but Penn State has made it official. Penn State has gotten a registered trademark for the phrase, we are Penn State. Um so if any of you are out here making t-shirts, if you if you make sports t-shirts, uh, uh, V-Tran, the name of the spice company is Of The Season Spices, Of The Season Spices. They're on Instagram, Facebook, all that. OfTheSeasonSpices.com. But yeah, so Penn State, they have made it official. They said, not only are we Penn State, we have gotten the official trademark so you know that we are Penn State. So, we don't know exactly what the trademark is for, but I'm sure that we're, we're going to be seeing t-shirts and caps and things like that. But Penn State, they are about their, their, um, uh, Avitra and my sister put the, put the name in the bottom, okay? Uh, but Penn State, they're about their trademarks. They've got the Nittany Lion, they've got Happy Valley, they've got We Are Penn State. Penn State, look, college logos, college red, uh, trademarks. These are, these are no joke. <laughs> V-Trend gave me a capital. We are. Yes, girl, you can't, don't make no, uh, don't make no t-shirts of we are, um, Penn State. Oh, you restock on Monday? Look, my sister's spices have been, like, running out, y'all, so get them when you can. Um, but yeah, but these were the stories that I wanted to talk to you about. The Great Gatsby book sequel that is coming, uh, just a couple days after the copyright expires. Um... The Amazon Prime being sued for streaming Spellbound, my Spelling Bee fans. Uh, CBS, they are they are keeping keeping the negative commentary down by using their copyright, so people can't do reaction videos. Migos needs new attorneys. <laughs> if y'all know any qualified entertainment attorneys, you might want to send them the Migos way. Truest and Truliant, they are out here doing their thing in the banking streets in North Carolina. They have settled their uh, differences, and Penn State is officially, we are Penn State. Even though we might be home, we might be quarantined, intellectual property does not take a break, all right? That is why we have these stories. The business world is always moving, even if we are sitting. So if you are here at this time, 
If you have a business idea, now is the time to do it. Do not wait until, you know, quarantine is over because at the rate things are doing, quarantine ain't never going to be over because people can't wear a mask and people can't stay home. So if you have an idea for a business, don't wait. This is the time to do it now. No, nobody, nobody's taking a break. So go get your free biz launch cheat sheet. Go, you know, decide what business you want to start. Get the step started. That is what I'm here for. Go to Linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Book your consultation. Let's get you going because I know that there are future millionaires watching right now. And I can't wait to see y'all grow, okay? Um, Joanne Pierre-Lewis said, Nick Cannon never trademarked Wilder Now. Viacom just did and now they own it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, okay. Definitely talking about that on Monday. Did not know that. Anyway. Um, but yes, I'm going to talk to y'all on Monday. I cannot believe that. Nick Cannon did not trademark Wilder Now. All right, y'all, that is our first story on Monday. I did not know, like, I really respect, um, I really respect Nick Cannon. Uh, I, I, I can't believe that he didn't do that. Yeah, um, but yeah, but I'm gonna leave y'all with that for the weekend. I'm kind of taken aback by that. I'm very surprised. Uh, Nick Cannon is, is a really savvy businessman, so I'm surprised that he didn't have Wild and Out already trademarked. But, um, we will discuss that more on Monday. Awesome. Thank you, OBZ. Thank you all for participating. Thank you for, you know, putting up with my shenanigans, even though y'all didn't want to put in bad and bougie in the comments and acting like I'm the only Migos fan around here. Um, <laughs> I will talk to you on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. Uh, <clears throat> we will talk about it on Monday, OBZ. I promise you that, okay? Um, so I'll talk to y'all on Monday. Bye.